Welcome to Lightways Astrology. I'm Anna Isabel. I'm an astrologer and an analytical hypnotherapist. And today I have Roy Gillett, the president of the Astrological Association, to talk about his wonderful book, The Secret Language of Astrology. Welcome, Roy. Hello. Hello, Anna. I just want to say, first off, this book is utterly beautiful. I, I actually bought it for a friend who was just curious about astrology. The illustrations are beautiful. It's, it's a wonderful introduction to astrology. And I love the title, The Secret Language of Astrology. What made you actually choose that title? Well, actually, I, I, this is an interesting story. I didn't actually choose it myself. The um, Duncan Baird, who were a, a branch of Watkins, who are now Watkins Publishers, who uh, probably a lot of people know in London, Watkins Bookshop. Well, Watkins also has a, a very special publishing house, which is internationally um, effective. And uh, they had the idea, they, want, they had a secret language series of books, not just about astrology, but they wanted to do secret language astrology. And they approached me to uh, help them with this and um, we got together um, some early illustrations I think we used Gemini and Mars and uh, they had beautiful graphics um, created um, and um, I did some text for it and gave some ideas on how we could illustrate the various meanings of the uh, this particular sign of Gemini and this particular planet of Mars. And we put it together as a demo for the uh, Book Publishers Fair, the International Book Publishers Fair. And people loved the idea so much. They got loads of advance orders and they immediately employed me to work on this. And it was a, a um, over a year's work of love, you know, I mean, it, and the team of people that they gathered together was most exceptional. There's an artist who actually created um, electronically 12 images of the signs of the Zodiac, which in themselves are captivating. It's just worth having the book just to look at those. Um, and then um, they, the layout was, um, uh, well, before we talk about layout, I suppose we could talk about the picture researchers because the picture research through museums, art galleries all over the world. Um, they gathered some of the most suitable pictures in full color. And then my own words, of course, and their idea and the editor, the editing, the, the experts editing, uh, high quality editing. Um, and this was all put together by a beautiful graphic designer of layout, it laid out beautifully. And of course I structured it very carefully so it'd be sequential with the history, understanding the planets, understanding the elements, um, the triplicities and quadruplicities of the signs, then looking at each of the signs in turn from the point of view of their essential meaning and some of the associations and some famous people who had those signs, all, all beautifully illustrated. And then we looked at the aspects and the houses. And then the last section, I showed them how to very simply put all these together. And then we created a website so that people could go online and create their own charts automatically. So it was like a complete book for astrology. You knew nothing about astrology. You get hold of this book, you know something about its history, you know its main concepts, you know its main one, you know how to put it all together. You can go online, create the chart, and you can interpret the chart. And so the whole idea was that anyone who wanted to know about astrology could 
actually start using astrology and meaning and, and uh, not just as a dry lots of words but in an incredible visual creative way and then they could test for themselves whether they found astrology useful in their lives by looking at their own chart the charts of their friends and their lovers and their enemies even you know and the famous people and so on and it's been incredibly successful. I, I think we must be reaching 100,000 copies, at least internationally. It's been translated into nine different languages. And um, uh, it's been a, a privilege to have the opportunity to anchor all this energy with my words. It, it's, it's one of the great uh, sorts of opportunities in my life to have done this. And if anybody wants to get a, an easy introduction into astrology that doesn't cut corners, but gets you very deep, then I think it's probably as good as anything you'll find. It's difficult to stress how valuable such a, a book is to somebody who doesn't know anything about astrology, but is interested because it was a similar book, not as comprehensive or beautiful as yours, but it was a similar one also with lovely illustrations that was given to me, that was my first astrology book. And that's what started me on my journey. And so I think there's something about astrology that's very visual. It's, it's, the, it's the story of the myths behind it. And somehow it makes it so alive. You would think that ancient mythology would not necessarily be so powerful, but of course it is because mm. it's about archetypes. Can you tell us a little bit about the roots of astrology? Because it's a very long history and people always say, well, how did it start? Mm. <laughs> and you feel like, well, do you have a few hours? <laughs> well, uh, when I, in the middle of my life, I did this incredible journey from Ringdon to New Zealand and what are things I did in that journey was travel a lot in the middle of the the planet, like the Middle East, India, um, uh, Southeast Asia, Northern Australia, and where the sky is clear. And you begin to see the movements of the planets. You see Jupiter, you see the moon in month, you see the Venus and as a morning and evening star, you see Mars getting involved, you see Saturn. You know, you see how the planets come together. And as you see them every night, you are observing life. You know, if you're not too caught up with your own obsessions, if you're stepping back and looking, you can see how moods change. I mean, we, we almost know, I think it's almost everybody except the most vehement anti-astrologer fanatic um, knows that full moons do lead to uh, uh, crazy behavior, blood rising, more likely that uh, wounds won't heal, uh, people, um, uh, you know, being dangerous, uh, sort of going a bit crazy and stuff like that, unless they're very well disciplined and focused. And that uh, the sap rises and tides are affected by it. They know that. But once you stud, study the planets and look at them, you can see it happening. So in a way, that's why people started um, studying astrology. And it goes right the way back. I mean, it, there is a wonderful two-volume book uh, by a guy of my predecessor as president of the association called Nicholas Campion. He's a doctor of... Um, uh, of he's got a PhD. And um, he wrote a, a history of Western astrology. 
And in his book, he talks about uh, examples of niches uh, in bones that go back five figures ago, five figures years, uh, 60 or 70,000 years ago, as well as five, 6,000 years that we know as far as when it started in Babylon. And I think it was the Jupiter-Saturn cycle, which was used very much by uh, advisors to the uh, rulers of those days and the, the eclipses. And, you know, they, they, this was all about observing what's going on up there and seeing what's happening down here. And out of that came this whole system of knowledge, which um, when it was misunderstood and misused, it led to corruption and confusion and often attack and rejection. But when it was well used, it leads to a much better and well understood society. And so astrology's had a checkered career where people got obsessed with fatalism and, oh, well, will, it, will, will I get my lover if I, if I do such and such? Or, you know, you get people coming to see you say, how do I find my best uh, relationship? You know, uh, and the answer is by loving <laughs> and working with the energy as it is with the person you love, you know, not by getting a trick, not using it as a trick. So astrology has gone through that, but because of the observation of the world uh, and the heavens interrelated, this gradually built up this language of astrology. And the language of astrology could also be the language of the gods. Because although the Greeks, the story of the Greek gods is much more than just the 12 signs and the, the uh, planets, the names of the planets are drawn from the gods and the whole story of the heavens is very much about an illustration of uh, um, uh, psychological. I mean, I, I don't see uh, uh, Greek mythology as a, a superstitious um, prehistoric um, uh, sort of old archaic system. I see it as a system of psychological understanding and astrology is a part of that and the archetypes we use are a part of that. So this whole system of psychological understanding built up and astrology is a discipline which was related to the mechanics of the heavens. This is the wonderful thing about astrology. It's not just stories, it's the mechanics of the heavens became familiar for thousands of years and is going through a regeneration today. And this book is trying to help you into its secret language. Beautiful thing I feel about astrology is that it's about the human experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's about what it is to be human, but what it is to be human specifically on this planet, relationship with the solar system and mm. our relationship with the solar system. It's something that grounds us in the seasons and the nature itself. And I think that at a time when so many people are very divorced from any one of those, if not all of those factors. Astrology is, is a beautiful reminder of who we, who we are. Mm. And for those who begin to understand the language, you can actually see it and experience it working in, in your personal life. So mm. it then acquires an, a depth um, which would otherwise be missing. Um, it's, um, I, I, I'm just thinking what you say that is so true. Um, astrology stands as a bridge between the chaos of our life on the planet and 
if you like, some sort of higher divine consciousness. I, I, I mean, we can get into discussions on whether you are Christian or Buddhist or Hindu or uh, uh, um, Muslim or Jew or pagan, uh, Druid, you know, we can talk about these different things, but um, it's that is the ultimate. I mean, they'll come to the ultimate in any case, the ultimate idea of consciousness, of a higher consciousness. But astrology doesn't give anybody the right to be God. It is the bridge between that higher divine understanding and the chaos of life on Earth. And because we are in a particular point of time and space all the time, from the moment we're born, where we're incredibly vulnerable. I mean, the, the idea of suddenly being plunged from the absolute perfection of your mother's womb to uh, vulnerability in the outside is a shock experience. And the transits of the, all the pressures of the planets at that time imprint some, some sort of disposition in your mind. This is the theory of astrology. So much so that as you get anniversaries or connections or relationships to those, points of time and space that are indicated in the chart of your birth, you have experiences. And for people who know nothing about the patterns and how these cycles work, life seems wonderful sometimes, horrible other times, chaos, don't know who to blame or what to explain or what to do. You know, you've got all these theories about whose fault it is. You get all these horrible nastinesses happening. You get these overconfidence people have, have and all that sort of stuff. In fact, if you understand the cycles, you can see how opportunities come and go. You can see when times are very good, how long it will last. When difficulties come, you can see how long it will last. You can see what's the best way to deal with them. You become more in control of your life, not to become like a god, but to become more respectful of something that's higher and divine. And you become a much more comfortable person and a much happier person. Uh, uh, this is why it's so tragic that astrology is not better understood in our modern world. Actually, what you said there about being more respectful, it, it just really struck a chord because it's, it's about understanding that there is a meaning that it's not just random, that there is mm. a meaning behind what we experience. And when you understand what that meaning is, then you have much more patience and you become much more resilient in your ability to, to deal with adversity. Um, and it's, it's really, it's a, it is a respect, a respect for ourselves and a respect for the process of life um, and our relationship with it. So it's, um, well, I think that we can obviously wax lyrical about this for hours, mm -hmm. but I, I believe that the best thing to, to say to our audience is if you know somebody that you would like to introduce to astrology, or if you are new to astrology yourself, do um, have a look at the book and get a hold of it, enjoy it, immerse yourself in it, play with it, as in practice some of the things that you're reading, because this is not something that is, oh yes, astrology is not something that you read a book um, and you know it. You have to read is a little, it? practice it, read a little bit, practice and build your knowledge um, slowly. And, and then suddenly your understanding seems to just grow and grow. 
the secret language of astrology. Is Can I just uh, say just another word about this, Isabel, um, that uh, as well as if you're not that experienced or you have friends who are not that experienced, a lot of people find it very nice to have it around not to say it's a coffee table book is a little bit derogatory but uh, like just to have it around as a source of conversation and also I mean there's a lot of interpretation in, in it that can be used um, planets in sign planets in houses so even if you're an experienced astrologer I find it very useful still to compare notes with another astrologer so even experienced astrologers can find those uses of having it around as well as as Isabel has said it's a wonderful start on a path in astrology. It is always worth uh, looking at various interpretations because we are always learning. So yes, indeed. And Roy, I just want to say thank you very much. And once again, it's the secret it language is, of astrology. Yeah. And um, it's Roy Gillett is our guest today. Roy, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to Lightways Astrology, and I look forward to your company next week when we're going to be looking at Orary Astrology. Until then, goodbye.